Well, thank you for that message, Ann. Uh, I'm glad you talked about David, the, the shepherd boy who came out with that. We used to sing a song about only a little boy David and five little stones he took, round and round and round. You know, well, the thing about David when he was little is he had the right attitude. All the other people, Goliath came out and challenged them, who's going to face me, you know, and scared them to death. They, you know, all the others looked at Goliath and said, he's so big, I can't win. But David looked at him and said, he's so big, I can't miss. <laughs> <laughs> well, let us pray for illumination. Oh, God, through your Holy Spirit, Instruct us by the light of your prophets and illumine our hearts so that we may hear your call to become your path into the world. In the name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Two weeks ago we had Ezekiel and last week we had Amos and today we conclude our little mini-series on the prophets with Jeremiah. Jeremiah is the only prophet I know of who has a word name that came from his name, Jeremiah. A Jeremiah is a prolonged lamentation, a complaint, also a cautionary or angry harangue. And you know, with that kind of reputation, you can imagine he was not a popular person. He didn't get a lot of dinner invitations or request to appear on uh, Israeli TV or something. In our reading of the first six verses of the chap that 23rd chapter of Jeremiah, listen for two words, woe and promise. Woe to the shepherds who destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture, says the Lord. Therefore, thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, concerning the shepherds who shepherd my people. It is you who have scattered my flock and have driven them away, and you have not attended to them, so I will attend to you for your evil doings, says the Lord. Then I myself will gather the remnant of my flock out of all the lands where I have driven them, and I will bring them back to their fold. And they shall be fruitful and multiply. I will raise up shepherds over them who will shepherd them. And they shall not fear any longer or be dismayed. Nor shall any be missing, says the Lord. The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch. And he shall reign as king and deal wisely and shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In his days, Judah will be saved, and Israel will live in safety. And this is the name by which he will be called. The Lord is our righteousness. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. Being a prophet was no picnic, no day at the beach. Last week we talked about how Amos was ordered out of the kingdom. Leave. Well, let me tell you about Jeremiah. Jeremiah was beaten. He was put in the stocks. He was threatened with death. He was forced into hiding. He was imprisoned. 
And at one point, he was lowered into a muddy cistern and left to starve and die. I told you he wasn't popular. The prophets called major. The major prophets are folks like Isaiah, Ezekiel, and Jeremiah. They're the ones with the long books. Jeremiah's book is 52 chapters long. In fact, there are a number of the women's groups in various denominations who are studying Jeremiah for this year. I guess they could do a chapter a week. It helps to know a little history about all this. King David, the shepherd king, he ruled a thousand years before Jesus was born. And then David's son Solomon, the wise, he ruled after David. But after Solomon, the kingdom, well, the kingdom went downhill. It split up. Ten of the tribes became the northern kingdom, and they still call themselves Israel. Two tribes, Judah and Benjamin, they became the southern kingdom, and they were called Judah. In 722 B.C., Israel ceased to exist. It was overrun by Assyria. And when Jeremiah was called to be a prophet in about 626, Assyria, Assyria was in decline and Babylon was on the rise. Well, Jeremiah prophesied and witnessed the fall of Jerusalem when that great temple that Solomon had built was destroyed. Judah was reduced to a Babylonian territory. That Old Testament scholar I mentioned before, Walter Brueggemann, said that the, the exile of Israel smelled of defeat, despair, and abandonment. All the voices of possibility have been crushed, nullified. If your life has ever included defeat, despair, or that feeling of abandonment, you know something of their experience of woe and if you've felt that, you know the need for promise, for hope. One light writer listed three things to know about Jeremiah. First, Jeremiah was right. What he prophesied came true. <clears throat> Second, he was, <clears throat> excuse me, he was courageous. He stood up to the king and court. He stood up to the temple priest. He stood up to false prophets and to a hostile public. He bravely told the truth. And the third thing is Jeremiah had hope. When times were good, it was his job to let people know they were going to be bad. And when times got bad, just as he said they would, it wasn't his job to say, I told you so. It was his job to speak a word of promise, a word of hope. But before we can talk about promise, before we can talk about hope, we got to talk about woe. Woe is a condition of deep suffering, misfortune, affliction, grief. Woe is ruinous trouble, calamity, affliction. Woe is what you do not want in your life for yourself, your family, your nation. But woe is what Jeremiah prophesied to the bad shepherds. Since David, the shepherd who became king, the Old Testament writers had used the metaphor shepherd to refer to kings. That shepherd metaphor made it clear 
that just as a shepherd has a duty to care for his flock, a king, a leader, has responsibility for the well-being of the people. Shepherds are supposed to take care of their sheep, feed them, protect them, guide them. But the kings had not been good shepherds. They had made bad decisions, and they had brought their country to ruin. And if you really, if you want to know the details, need that chapter before, chapter 22. Well, the text speaks to how we wield power. Good shepherds attend to their responsibilities to take care of their sheep. Anyone with power, as a king or a boss or a parent, needs to remember their duty for compassion and justice. The kings for whom Jeremiah's word was woe, they felt invincible. They didn't feel accountable to anybody. I'm the top boss. I can say what I want to. I can do what I want to. But God wields the ultimate power, and God will do what human power fails to do. Now, before you say, wait a minute, I'm not a king. I'm not a national leader. This scripture doesn't apply to me. Remember the ways that you are a shepherd. Remember those it's your responsibility to take care of, to feed, to protect, to guide. We do not want a God sending a messenger like Jeremiah to say to us, you have not attended to them, so I will attend to you. We do not want to hear such words of woe. We want to hear a word of promise. As in the 29th chapter of Jeremiah, we read, For surely I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans for your welfare, not for harm, to give you a future with hope. I mentioned that Jeremiah was called to be a prophet in 626 B.C. In the very first chapter of his book, he said God spoke to him. Now the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. You might think that he would respond by thanking God for the honor and privilege. Oh, Lord, it's such a wonderful thing to get this honor. But what he said was, oh, Lord, truly, I do not know how to speak, for I'm only a boy. Well, he's probably a teenager at the time. But the Lord said, do not say I'm only a boy. For you shall go to all to whom I send you, and you shall speak whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. So when God lays a mission on your heart, and you just don't feel up to it, when you feel like that sailor who prayed, Oh God, thy sea is so great and my boat is so small, remember, God does not call the qualified. God qualifies the called. Now, two of the words that God gave Jeremiah were woe and promise. Woe involved hard times they'd go through as a result of their bad choices or their leaders' bad choices. Promise involved the rise of a savior. Just like the people that Jeremiah preached to, we will go through hard times. 
some of which are due, maybe many of which are due to our own bad choices. Some are due to bad choices our leaders make. And just as God promised, a good shepherd has been raised for our salvation. His name is Jesus Christ, also called Emmanuel, which means God with us. Thanks be to God. May the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, may he equip you with everything good for doing his will, and may he work in us what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. <laughs>